Welcome to the Digital Aircraft Secrets Podcast. I'm Mark Schultz, your host. Aviation Professionals for Digital Aircraft Operations is a forum created to help our industry to progress forward into the full implementation of digital transformation and digital systems. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody, it's Mark Schultz here, and we're live with another edition of Recovery in Aviation. Um, we're really excited to be uh, pr presenting a positive message um, of recovery in aviation. And we're going to have some really good discussions and uh, interviews here with you today. And the uh, first thing I want to say is, remember, this is a live broadcast. And I want to ask you, if you would, to please share this live stream. You share it out on your LinkedIn so that we can get the maximum amount of people that are able to watch this program here today. And remember, um, this program is live. And so there will be a Q&A session today with our panel participants and I want to invite you to engage and join in on the conversation. And, uh, and so um, uh, I want to uh, look forward to what we're doing here today. And I'm, I'm going to bring in uh, our next guest here today and uh, my co-host, actually. Um, I have Larry Little with me. Larry, how are you this morning? Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. And, uh, and thanks for the opportunity to join you this morning, uh, another session and, and looking forward to the recovery in our, in our industry. Yeah, and actually, I said Larry's a guest, but Larry isn't really a guest. Larry's a regular. Larry is my actual okay. co-host. I can be a guest this morning. Martin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, things are live, and what comes out of your mouth, you never really know. But uh, you know, uh, Larry and I were um, we're very excited to work together to bring a positive message um, in aviation, and we are focusing on recovery, and because there's so much, you know. Um, that's happening out there today in the industry. Like there's airplanes that are, you know, that are parked and, uh, and a lot of, um, you know, downtime and, uh, you know, load factors are down. And, um, you know, and so we want to be bringing a positive message. And so today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about what's happening in the industry um, in the, in the areas, you know, that we're, we're interviewing. And then uh, uh, as well, we're, um, we're going to talk about what you and your business can do and how you can um, be successful um, and, and recovery within your business, and what are the real key factors to success? And so, and so Mark, um, you're, you know, you're right. Uh, this is really about looking forward, not looking not looking back, but looking forward to see, you know, what are people doing in, in the industry to recover? You know, I had the opportunity this morning to read a Forbes article about how, you know, in Asia, travel is happening domestically again. In Europe, travel is happening uh, as well. I, I read that you can fly from London to Lisbon for, for 13 pounds. Uh, oh, on wow. Asia. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, airlines are doing all yeah. sorts of things to to get people flying again, and that's really How that possible. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as we uh, as we jump forward here in the program, again, share this live stream and uh, join in on our conversations um, with us here today. And uh, I want to um, I want to introduce our special guest here today. We have an addition here today of Recovery in Aviation, and um, uh, we have um, a special guest here today, and it's Max Alexander. Max, welcome on the program here today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's great. Max is the uh, co-founder of a company called Ditto. And uh, Max, maybe you want to just tell us a, a quick little snippet of um, who your company is and what you do before we get into some of the discussion together. Sure. So uh, Ditto actually got into the aviation space uh, by pretty much accident. We were, we're, we're, we're a software developer kit, meaning that you would embed us into an existing app of yours. So for aviation, that might be for cabin crew or for your passengers or your maintenance workers, even pilots. And these apps will suddenly be able to synchronize information in real time with each other without any internet connectivity. You know, internet's a huge problem at the airports in, and in the aviation space. 
But now these mobile phones are completely free from relying on internet connectivity and they can actually start talking to each other. So you can build a whole host of use cases. So that's what we really focus on. You know, Max, uh, I was really excited to, to be to introduce to your new technology here or your, your, your technology within the last few days. You know, my experience in the industry, you, you're solving a real problem that's cost airlines a lot of money. So it's, it's really uh, fun to be able to talk about it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what well, one of the challenges that we have is, uh, you know, with the marketplace, um, you know, shifting and we don't really exactly know really what's going on in the marketplace today. I mean, there's so many um, so many demands on what's happening and uh, we're seeing things like um, uh, we're seeing things like uh, changes in policies and procedures and changes in practices. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, cabin crew that are wearing masks and we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, passengers that are wearing masks. I mean, you know, Larry and Max, what are some of the things that you guys are seeing happening out there in the industry today that's really, um, you know, affecting operations out there today? Well, well you know, Mark, it's not just the, the crew that's wearing the mask. I mean, what uh, it was uh, um, just JetBlue just this week said, you know, all passengers must wear a mask. And I think we're going to see that, you know, across the across the industry. Just one little anecdote uh, I saw in the newspaper this morning that uh, someone almost got kicked off a flight because they didn't want to wear a mask. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I saw that American United joined in on that policy. Yeah. And I think all of them are doing it now. You know, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I failed to mention that Max, his company is actually based in San Francisco, um, California. And so, um, uh, you know, United, that's one of their one of their hubs out there. But Max, what are you kind of seeing happening, um, you know, in California today surrounding you guys out there? Well, in the Bay Area, it's a little abnormal because I think we only reported nine cases. So for the city in general, it's very abnormal. You're probably talking to the one place in the world where the vast majority of people um, can work from home. So there's not a real disruption because everyone is in tech. So we've been used to slacking and video conferencing for a long time, way before this was happening. So this almost feels like home in a way. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of industries out there, like, for example, restaurants and small businesses that can't rely on that. Uh, we're seeing some impacts over there, like, for example, Lyft and Uber, you know, no demand to go anywhere inside the city. So you, you see a massive drop off there. So, but yeah, overall, so, we're trending yeah. towards the remote thing. Yeah, there's a, a big impact of businesses that shift. Um, we're seeing a lot of other of a lot of other policies and proce procedures and things that are happening, like um uh, like, uh, you know, people have to be comfortable that they're getting on an airplane that's safe. And uh, and one of the ways that um, the airplanes are going to be safe is uh, if they're clean. You know, and Larry, I think you originally showed me this video, I think, about a week ago that Delta put out. You know, what what do you think about it? Well, you know, I thought this video was, was really great. It's uh, not only does it uh, kind of show what Delta is doing, but it's kind of, it's a great marketing tool as well. So people could feel more comfortable getting back on an airplane. And, and you know, since this uh, Delta Clean brand came out, you know, you're seeing things from pretty much every airline reiterating what they're doing on, on all their flights you know, on a daily basis to, uh, to keep it clean. And I think that's kind of, that's really, uh, applicable to what we're talking about today in terms of uh, the ditto technology too, in terms of not having to touch things. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really finding that, um, that people have to be confident that when they're getting into, you know, an aircraft that it's a safe environment, you know, and, yeah. uh, and so everybody's having to adjust uh, to their procedures and their practices in order to be able to make sure that, you know, the flying public has confidence that, that things are safe and that they, uh, that they can feel good about what's happening. 
you know, um, one of the other things that I'm finding is, is that uh, the market is shifting. And, and as we begin to talk about businesses more specifically, you know, we're finding that the services that are being offered in the industry, you know, are shifting. And um, like one good example is, is that uh, we're seeing there's a lot of demand for cargo right now. So we all know that the passenger travel has been um, down because of stay at home orders. But there's been some tremendous increases in traffic or in cargo traffic all around the world. I mean, just yesterday, I read in the news that Saudi, um, you know, broke some records with the amount of cargo that they flew, you know, in one single airplane. And so, um, you know, have you guys seen any changes in the marketplace, like shifts in, in services and products that uh, that are needed out there in the industry today? I mean, personally, from uh, my end, uh, we're, we do definitely see a lot more cargo happening because, you know, there's no retail. So all the retail has to be happening online. And therefore, it's putting a tremendous pressure on uh, shipping things with the existing cargo supply chain. And so the current regular passenger aviation industry could take over for this for sure. So that means a lot of these seats have to be outfitted again. Um, you know, they're, they're at this position where they could be turned over. So you're probably going to see a lot of uh, new technology where it comes into place where you probably can take these seats out very, very quickly and very modularly if uh, we are starting to enter into a hybrid world where like, you know, only the first uh, half of the rows might be passengers, but then everything in the back might be boxes, you know, stuff like that. So that's what we're seeing is more consideration. People might be uh, seeing this more often where you get into a plane and then the back of it is a bunch of crates. Yeah. yeah. You know, hey, Mark, let me just say this. That is a really beautiful airplane. It just is a really beautiful <laughs> it airplane. It is. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Uh, that's you know, the, the intercontinental. That's a beautiful airplane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not just cargo. I, you know, I, I think there's also going to be a change in, in small airplanes and regionals and even business jets that people are going to be more open to flying, you know, a smaller airplane at point to point rather than, rather than you know, going and flying in a wide body airplane uh, with a bunch of people. When it, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Max. Yep. So when it comes to digital transformation, uh, this like pandemic and the lockdowns and everything have really spiked. Um, it, it just shows how important digital transformation is. Yeah, a lot right. of the processes of these airlines are still done by paper. You know, a lot of electronic defects, like sorry, defect logs, for example, in a lot of planes are being done with like a clipboard. That's not going to be happening anytime soon. There, there's just a massive push towards going to iPads to do almost everything. Right, so all these things that are not streamlined are putting a lot of costs onto the airline. But if you start investing right now, yes, it's expensive to actually invest in these applications, but it's showing you how resilient you can be. So it's gonna work great when the economy is very great, good, but it's gonna save you a ton of money when the economy is doing poorly. That's yeah. the elasticity of software. You know, Max, you're just so spot on. And, and Mark and I have talked a lot about digital transformation and we've been trying to give this message to airlines for, for a long, long time. And it's always been about a business case. And across the value stream, could you close the business case? And that's the case today, obviously, but it's also about personal safety. That That's the, the other dynamic that's different now than maybe in the past to, to really make this, this transformation. Well, you know, so as far as digital is concerned, then, um, you know, Max, how is that? In, how, are, how are the changes in the industry affecting maybe your business specifically? I mean, how's it affected the people or how's it affected, you know, your customers or tell us some of the factors that have driven down into your business, you know, that have affected you as a result of all of this. So from, from our standpoint, we sell to use cases like cabin crew, the maintenance and hangar use cases, obviously with the, uh, with our, uh, with our syncing platform. 
in Asia, we're seeing a lot more confidence. I think they see the light at the end of the tunnel. They, they're, they're much more calm about this. They've gone through pandemics like this before. Um, America uh, is, doing, is doing much better than say Europe. So we're giving Europe some time to figure out when they will start uh, reinvesting in their digital strategies. So it's kind of compartmentalized. You can't really say it as an industry as a whole, there's just some sector, some uh, regional geographics that are doing better than others in terms of their own confidence. Even if the airline does have money to last for a while, they're just scared, right? They don't want to invest in anything. So we're just keeping relationships hot where uh, things might be slower. But if there are opportunities right now, we're going full steam ahead with them. Yeah, okay. Well, right, that's, Max, uh, you know, we're, everything I see Asia is Asia and China are beginning to open up uh, in terms of travel more. So uh, do you know what the number one today, the number one destination for people traveling in China is? The number one domestic destination is Wuhan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> really? Is it because yeah. people are uh, really... Yeah, and it was surprised me, you know, I kind of did wow. research like... And, and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe people have left there. But anyway, it's just uh, interesting that uh, yeah. the number one domestic yeah, yeah, yeah. location. Well, d definitely as confidence builds in different regions. And I think that's really interesting because we talk about how the market is shifting. We need to look at our products and services necessary, maybe, you know, in cargo. And how does, you know, when, when fleets are being grounded, how is that impacting spare parts? You know, do we need to shift our businesses to consider going after different fleet types or or do we need to shift and go after different uh, um, you know different market spaces maybe different geographical regions and both of you guys are saying that those things are are really um, you know becoming a reality yeah yeah they really are but mark maybe we should switch gears a little bit and let Max kind of talk to us about the the, the technology that he's bringing to this uh, to, to this issue or this uh, this opportunity if you will. Yeah, absolutely, Max. Um, so you uh, you have some products and services which um, are really uh, helping in um, in the industry and some other industries. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, we you embed our technology inside of your existing application, and they'll be able to synchronize with each other. So what we are definitely seeing is a hygiene becoming a big topic in the aviation industry. Um, think about it. If you go inside and you're trying to get a uh, you know self-serve baggage tag or uh, get your boarding pass from a kiosk, a lot of people are touching that kiosk and you didn't see people wipe down the kiosk that often. Maybe they never really did. And so that's going to cause a lot of worry. It doesn't mean that you, you, you shouldn't be using the kiosk. The screen is just something that's a little nerve wracking for people to touch. Why don't you just use your own mobile device? Because that's probably where you have your boarding pass anyway um, and synchronize with that kiosk without using any internet connection, right? So you don't have to worry about the Wi-Fi or your SIM card being ready. Um, so that is one process where you can keep your hands to yourself, still stay within digital transformation and touch less things that are commonly shared by other passengers and staff. Um, inside the airplane, a fantastic use case is all all major cab uh, airlines have cabin crew that have mobile devices, either almost Effectively, it's all iPhones or iPads. Um, but now uh, the CPAC screens in these international flights are a big concern because people are touching them. You can see that Delta is saying that they have that Delta clean where they're cleaning every single uh, part of the seat. But you can imagine um, where the passenger would be able to order a meal off of their own phone instead of touching the same pamphlet because you know it's kind of worrying that we're all touching the same piece of paper. 
or you know, like you could also use it as a way to synchronize uh, uh, files and movies. So that could this this mobile device is now your own mobile device is your own CPAC screen effectively. So it plays into a lot because you could actually innovate without having to rip the entire plane up again and making make uh, all that hardware refresh almost every five years because the passengers are doing it themselves. They're just upgrading iPhones every single year. Yeah, that's you know, uh, I really interesting. Like that, that graphic, uh, it shows kind of the passenger experience. But for me, I sort of jump into the maintenance world and, and you, you know, uh, just about every mechanic has an iPad that he's using. And if we could connect all those iPads easily together, you would have a, you know, a, 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 a touch-free environment uh, in the hangar as well. Or keep your hands for yourself is, I think I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hangar as well. Yeah. I know the last thing a mechanic wants to do probably in today's world is, is pick up a job card that's been uh, handled by a bunch of different people that he has no, 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 no idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, so well, go ahead, Max. Yep. So, so when we were talking about the whole cargo use cases, you can see a lot of things on LinkedIn where people are taking pictures of, you know, them taking the, the, the seats out. The seats with the seatback screens are not just seats any longer. There's all these wires and stuff. Right, so as the aviation industry switches into a hybrid of cargo and passenger, you have to be able to put these seats in very quickly and then take them out as fast as possible. All those wires are gonna make this very, very difficult. So more, we suspect that most airlines will evaluate this and say, okay, if we have to put seats in and out, depending on like how the aviation industry you know, goes through ups and downs, we should probably invest in the ones that are much more lighter on the plane, as well as less heavy uh, handed with all these wires being interconnected through the base of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, we've all been on airplanes recently where the, uh, you know, the IFE, the in-flight entertainment, um, you know, is your own personal device and uh, there's nothing there in front of you. And, um, you know, the international, um, <clears throat> international carriers and the long haul aircraft, you know, they're all, uh, they all usually have, you know, very uh, sophisticated IFE, um, you know, and, and I, I honestly, all the international traveling, traveling that I've done, it does make a big difference when you have, you know, big screens and a lot of functionality. And so there's going to be a place for, you know, each of these at this point in time. But Max, you're absolutely right, is having um, less complexity and being able to lower the cost of, uh, of the, the equipment of the, um, of the seats in the IFE um, in the aircraft is really going to make a big difference. And I really, it's interesting that um, you could have this kind of synchronization technology that would be able to help support that. Hey, um, uh, Larry, I wanted to ask a question real quick. Is um, you know, everybody for those are the viewers out there, they may not know that Larry comes from a long history of um, mobility at Boeing um, in the maintenance area. And you know, how do you how do you see this kind of technology playing into um, you know maintenance mobility? Uh, uh, you know, from your experience. Well, you know, Mark, we've talked about we talked about that a little bit earlier in, in the broadcast here is um, just about every mechanic today has an iPad uh, that he's using to access information or to as a as a communication tool. Um, but what we've seen is uh, in a lot of airlines that connectivity between devices in a hangar or at the airplane or in the airplane is uh, can be difficult and expensive at times. But uh, uh, I, we're going to continue to see airlines embrace iPad, a mobile device for uh, to be able to do their job. You know, a mobile device becomes just a tool, just like any other tool that they use to maintain the airplane. Yeah, and uh, Max, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the uh, the technology or you know the application of the technology? Just maybe give a a little bit of a discussion about um, you know from your perspective what the advantages of this are. 
Sure. So um, on, when I say it syncs without the internet, it actually uses so many different technologies that do not rely on the actual 4G or a stable you know, modem to talk to uh, the internet. So we use things like uh, Bluetooth Low Energy, Wi-Fi Direct, Apple Wireless Direct, as well as the lo uh, local area network, which is a wireless area network. These technologies, these underlying pipes for getting these devices to talk to each other are insanely hard. Actually in the mobile devices, it's very, very buggy. So we wrap this all up with a very stable uh, uh, abstraction layer, as you can say. So you just write data to this and you don't have to worry about the underlying infrastructure. We'll take care of all the security, all the encryption, um, and then it's a uniform way to communicate with each other. Actually, when we show people our demo, they go like, oh my God, did you jailbreak the phone? Because they were, every airline has tried this and then they've given up because Bluetooth is notoriously hard. You have to be like a PhD in computer science to get anything to work. And that's not even building the app feature, right? So airlines should be focused really on building great user experiences for their cabin crew, their maintenance worker, and their passengers and what have you, instead of worrying about the underlying pipe um, between between the hood. Hey, Max, I think you, uh, you mentioned it, but could you just talk a little bit more about security? Because, uh, you know, it's, I think it's important in any you know, airplane environment that, uh, you know, you're not able to hack into someone else's phone, someone else's device and, and be able to, uh, you know, eventually maybe hack into the airplane. Uh, absolutely. So uh, as you can see that uh, these devices right now, they have encryption under the hood. So that means that if someone did say, got access to the packets of data that you were sending out, it would just be a jarbled mess, right? So um, in order for Ditto to work, uh, two, uh, two or more instances that you're connecting with uh, need to have the same certificate. And then that's how the devices know, oh, we're part of the same company or part of the same app. Now we can successfully transmit information. A very interesting tidbit is, you know, a lot of people know Bluetooth. We use Bluetooth in low energy, which is very different from Bluetooth Classic. It is not the same as the one, uh, as, the, uh, as the thing that is connecting your phone to your uh, wireless ear earpiece, right? That's, it's not the same. Bluetooth low energy is used for industrial use cases like sensors and, and um, IOT a lot, like things that might be warming up your car or uh, remotely controlling something. That by default is unencrypted. So that framework, you have to implement the encryption yourself. Very, very bad thing to do unless um, you really know uh, what you're doing. So we say, okay, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll take care of the encryption because we have all these engineers who are just passionate about that subject in general. Cool, cool. Now, um, Max, uh, you know, where are you seeing the greatest, um, you know, application um, in the industry of this kind of technology? I and mean, I'm sure that aviation, you know, of course, it, it has a, a great use case, but are you seeing application elsewhere, you know, other industries as well? Well, the, the interesting thing is the virus doesn't care where it's at. So hygiene is definitely some place that's going to be on everyone's mind for anything social. So um, in San Francisco, there is, there's always been a lot of solutions where you can just start Apple paying, right? Um, but a lot of uh, kiosks at restaurants, um, they flip, open, flip over like a toast, an Android tablet or an iOS tablet, and they ask you to sign with your finger. We suspect that's not going to happen that, that often because I went to a cafe the other day 
and I had a sign with my finger. And then there was a woman who wiped down the screen very diligently. That doesn't get you throughput inside of a restaurant. So in restaurants, we see a lot of use cases where they're really looking for our technology. Uh, we also see this uh, big in the military, big in, um, uh, in healthcare in general, because healthcare are also moving um, over to iOS devices because they're HIPAA compliant. If once you start putting a server in there, you have to get HIPAA compliance. But if the devices are talking to each other, uh, you've actually saved yourself quite a lot of money, also improved the user experience, and also benefited from hygiene. So um, any place where you're trying to get people to uh, talk to each other in a deskless environment, because their mobile devices are now their desk, right? You, you can't say, hey, your deskless environment, it's gonna sometimes work and it's sometimes not. We make sure that it works in offline scenarios. Yeah. And, and Max, the reason that I bring this up is that um, one of the things that we've been talking about is that, you know, we need to reinvent our companies and and whether we're looking at uh, uh, demands within the aviation marketplace or we're looking at opportunities where we might be able to, um, you know, consider our technology in adjacent markets. Um, it sounds like you're addressing not only aviation, but some adjacent markets as well. Yes, absolutely. So like I mentioned, health. Uh, Healthcare, um, you know, cruise ships for the future as well. Tourism. Uh, once all those things recover, but also industries that are flourishing right now, which is which is gaming, uh, schools, education. You know, schools do have to get opened up at some point, maybe even with social distance, right? So, our distance for uh, allowing Ditto apps to sync with each other can keep you interactive while still being present with that person in the yeah. same room, but not getting too close where you're transmitting anything. Yeah. And we're, we're doing that in our business as well. I mean, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, how can we look at the marketplace and how can we look at geographically and and look at the serve products and services that are needed in the industry, you know, and making adjustments to our business plan as well. Um, I've moved into a few adjacent markets. I had some connections, you know, in some adjacent markets in retail and also in healthcare. And so, you know, we're, we're doing some things as well. And I think that every business out there has to reevaluate themselves and say, you know, if, if, if the market is adjusting, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, I, I, I have this statement that I keep making is, is that my business will not be a casualty. I mean, I have to do what's necessary in order to be able to, you know, make the business continue to be successful. And I, I love to make this analogy. Let me just tell you this, guys, is that I'm a pilot. And, you know, the FARs say that as a pilot in command, I have the authority to make whatever decision is necessary to meet the extent of the emergency. All right. And, and it's because if this airplane is going to crash, I'm the pilot in command and I have to make the adjustments necessary in order to be able to be successful in the business. And every one of our businesses needs to evaluate the circumstances, the, the environment around us, what's happening, you know, the, what's growing, what's going down. And we need to make adjustments. And I, I applaud your business for uh, for diversifying and being in multiple you know, adjacent markets because that's great technology that can be used in a lot of places. There's no question about that. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, um, as we uh, kind of continue this discussion, I want to ask you, is that what, what, what other things, you know, should our listeners do in their businesses to be able to, you know, what are the factors for success in a, in, in a business, you know, in all times, especially in hard times? What are you guys having thoughts on that, you know, for yourselves? Well, you know, Mark, it's kind of the foundation of what we're talking about here is, is leveraging uh, digital transformation to be able to run your business safely. Uh, from an operational standpoint, safely from a personal health standpoint, and more efficiently from a financial standpoint. And, and I think those three factors are going to continue to be uh, uh, 
what's the right word, more important, if you will, than they, than they have in the past and more interactive than they have in the past. And uh, this ability for devices to be able to interact with each other is just really exciting. It's just amazing. Yeah, critical, critical, critical cornerstones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for if, if I had to give a recommendation for uh, other startups or tech that's selling into the aviation industry, I would recommend a couple of things in order to hunker down through this entire scenario. One thing is to realize that relationships are key, right? Like most enterprise sales cycles in aviation are over one year, right? So make sure you keep those relationships hot. Don't go cold on anyone. Uh, you know, just ping in with them, check in with them, make I, I see how you can help them at all times, you know, because they're they're in a position where they have to think creatively and they may need to bounce back uh, ideas back and forth. If a sales process is going underway, you may need to keep your pricing low or somewhat creative because suddenly CFOs and uh, and uh, C levels are transformed. Right? They, before they were thinking all about growth. How do you how do you grow grow grow? Now it's all about saving cost. Okay, so people think when I say saving costs, it doesn't mean that they're going to purchase anything from you anymore. That's not true. They may purchase something from you if it reduces costs, which is quite possible. People don't really think about that in a lot of sense. So make sure that your pitch is transforming uh, from, you know, oh, we're going to get you more customers because most people are going to be like, what customers right now? Uh, no, we're going to change your workflow. We're going to change your workflow. It's going to be moving from paper to digital and it saves you this much money. Okay, now now we're talking in terms of making a uh, morally, ethical and fiscally responsible purchase now at this point. So that's the, these are the two major things I would recommend um, in the aviation industry if you are selling into the space. You have to be very helpful and everyone's, everyone's looking for help in terms of reducing cost. You know, Max, that's really insightful because uh, you're right, it's, it's not a, uh, a month, one month sales cycle, it's a year or more on most a lot of these software products uh, because you know it's a regulated in industry. Sometimes it takes a lot of work and process, process change to implement new solutions, but uh, staying in touch with your customers, uh, you said it, you know, Mark, last time when we were talking to Thanos, he, he talked about, you know, uh, making sure customer care is, uh, is foundational to, as you, to, to weather the storm or weather this hibernation. Yeah, totally. Um, guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, in our business, um, you know, we need to look around us and we need to take a look at um, the factors that are changing around us. We need to take a look at uh, at um, uh, we need to take a look at, you know, the geography, the products. We need to look at what the demands are um, around us. And Max, you know, you made a very good point about, you know, shifting from maybe a growth mode into a cost saving mode. And, um, you know, so uh, those are all really important things. And one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that, you um, you know, people usually associate efficiencies with I have to spend money. And, and if people are thinking they, you know, they can't spend money right now, then uh, that's a, that's a difficult position. But, um, but, you know, I personally have looked at uh, solutions like this that have created, you know, very tremendous returns on investment. And we need to be looking at digital transformation from the standpoint of how are we going to improve our businesses and create a new environment that will allow us to operate in this new normal. And so, I believe that digital transformation based on people, processes, and technology, you know, are the cornerstones of success, you know, going forward, because we need to leverage our people to the best of our ability. We need to, you know, put in place digital transformations that are, you know, improving our processes 
And technology without application has no purpose. And so we have to reevaluate our businesses and we have to bring in technology that will support our business goals and objectives. And I think that, you know, you guys are doing a fantastic job of, of focusing on that and bringing those kind of things, uh, you know, forward to people. Hey, guys, as we um, as we begin to wrap up this, I want to give each of you a last word and see what else you have to say. Larry, um, you know, any more thoughts on what businesses can be doing in order to be able to uh, optimize themselves at this time? It's just really fun to me to watch the amount of innovation that's happened over the last, you know, uh, 50 days, if you will, or 54 days. Uh, it, it seems like every every day there's a new uh, new idea or, or a, a new approach or, to to help us get back flying again, and that's just really exciting. And I think it's going to continue to grow over, you know, over the next uh, in the next 50 days. Yeah, absolutely, Max. How about you? Any last words for us about about the digital and about your company? Uh, no, I was just saying that uh, if to keep the optimism out there is digital transformation, it takes time to implement, right? So we're talking like five years, half a decade to a decade of processes that need to be implemented. So you need to think far into the, you know, far into the future. If you really think too short term right now, you may be kind of dismayed because the situation is changing by the day. That's just going to stress you out. Think about digital transformation projects that's going to impact your airline or uh, aviation uh, sector product in a very long-term lens. And that should give you some calm. Like what are the undeniable truths? And then work backwards from that. Absolutely. Great advice. Hey, Max, if people want to continue this conversation or if they want to reach out to you, um, what's the best way to uh, get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, Ditto, our uh, uh, website is www dot ditto d-i-t-t-o dot live so you, you can find out all about the technology there and you can reach out to me directly at max at ditto dot live so max at our company domain excellent and you're also on linkedin as well absolutely okay good very good so people can reach out to you max uh, at uh, max at ditto dot live or on linkedin or um or on your website and uh, that's great and you'll be able to continue that conversation um, for all of you that have been watching today, I wanted to thank everybody for um, participating and for being part of our program and our broadcast. Our big goal and objective here is, is to really focus on recovery and aviation and bring to you good information, valuable information, you know, that you can use to evaluate your businesses and to be able to, um, to be able to determine what can you do to engage and be part of an enthusiastic recovery um, in aviation. And so my big challenge to all of us as leaders is just to be enthusiastic, be resilient, be out there, join the conversation, and let's be part of making recovery um, in aviation, you know, our own responsibility, our success. Take command, take control, and let's go make this happen. I want to sign off today like I always do by saying fair winds and following seas, and I want to tell all of you to have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. Bye. 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 Hey, wait, don't go away yet. We have a lot more interesting information to come. Hey, I really appreciate you watching this broadcast, but in order for us to continue to bring this to you free, we have sponsors. I'd really appreciate it if you would just listen to our sponsor and then we'll get right back to the podcast. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Digital Aircraft Secrets podcast. Digital Aircraft exists to promote safe and efficient worldwide air transport Aviation connects the world. Aviation connects us as people. Join the conversation on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook at hashtag digital aircraft. Let's help the aviation industry be a thriving place for all of us to reach our dreams.